Tracy Cook and this is the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, that go on to support and inspire others to do the same. And today we are giving a voice to Rish Mitra. He's in uh, Michigan. And I'd like to say welcome to the Victim to Victory podcast series, Rish. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. This is an amazing, now. amazing platform, by the way. I, I, I just, it's so needed. And thank you for serving. I, I mean, like, so much appreciated. Oh, thank you. That's really, really appreciated. Thank you so much. Now, I do have a little bit of a background that I want to share with our audience because you've done some absolutely amazing and outstanding things. And I think our audience is going to get so much value and it's such a, a needed message in the world, not only in 2020, but just ongoing, you know, to be the change in the world. And you're being the change like many other people, Rish. So I really appreciate that. So um, I, I'll you, you grew up in a Catholic missionary school um, in, in India. Um, mm -hmm. you, you are now a, a life coach, which is absolutely fantastic. You run your own podcast, which I've listened to, and it's absolutely brilliant. So we will be sharing uh, Rish's um, link out so you can connect with him if you get value from his story today as well, which I know you definitely will. And um, the, the podcast that uh, Rish actually uh, speaks on is to raise awareness to men's health and how, as a society, men and boys are uh, devalued due to social and cultural stigma um, that has been raised around men. And he's on a mission, an absolute mission, to be debunk the myth and the shall shallowness of words like man up, boys don't cry, don't throw like a girl and toughen up. Now, I, there is much more to Rish than that, obviously. I'm just touching on a few of the, the outstanding things that he's actually doing to be the change in the world that we need to see at the moment. So very much a warm welcome. Where does your story start, uh, Rish, your personal journey? And um, how did it come to being a life coach with such a powerful message to share? Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. Uh, so I... My really, my story starts in India, and when I was uh, 23 years old, uh, 22nd November 2004, and uh, 6:50 a.m., and uh, a nurse came and woke me up and saying, like, "Okay, you gotta go to the third floor." And I uh, walked with my cousin, and all I remember with my sleepy eyes uh, is uh, it's uh, the guy passed me a register and says, "Time of death 6:45 a.m." And uh, I just signed and I just walked by the bedside, uh, and uh, there lives my dad. Uh, my best friend, my philosopher, my guide, my everyone, everything in my life. And uh, I basically told the nurse just to uh, take the ventilator off and uh, just walked out of the hospital. And uh, then it hit me. I mean, once I came out of the building and just like sunlight hit my face and I'm like, I just lost my dad. And, you know, like death makes you numb and it takes a while to realize it. I ran frantically upstairs all the way to third floor and uh, just started sobbing. I mean, I didn't know what to do. The reason I say that is because I want everyone to understand like how we don't understand trauma until after a certain point. Uh, for me, it took me, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes to realize that I just lost my best friend. And then what happened after that is uh, 
I had to break the news to my mom and to my sister. They were still at home. And uh, everyone basically said, you're the man of the house now and uh, you got to man up. So I, what I did is like, I took all my shout, all my grief, grieving, all my grief, all my tears. And I just like, wiped it out because I had to take care of my mom and my sister. And uh, back then I didn't realize it. And uh, now I'm 39 and uh, 16 years down the line, uh, 16 years. And uh, now I know that how terrible, how detrimental to someone's health that is to not grieve the trauma. People ask me, how long do we grieve for? And my answer is however long you want. Some grie grievings are lifetime. And I, I, I will grieve my dad till I die. That's how I see it. But I celebrate his life now instead of crying. I remember all the good things. I remember all the teachings. I remember all the principles that he taught me. And uh, there's different ways to do it. Um, so fast forward. After uh, that, I came to the United States uh, to study and two suitcases and uh, $200. My mom sold her house because uh, my dad was a teacher. So she told me that uh, you, your dad always wanted to see you finish your engineering degree. And uh, that's just how my journey started because when my dad passed away in India back in then, back then there was a rule. If you miss one semester, you got to go back to the freshman year. And wow. I didn't want to do that. And now they have changed. Uh, in 2004, it was. So of course, during my dad's funeral, I had to miss my fifth semester. I was in third year. I was one year, one more year away from my undergrad in engineering, uh, mechanical engineering. And uh, I, I, I basically, the guy said like, no, you can have to go back. Of course, we didn't have the money. My dad just passed away. My mom was retired. So I basically came back to Calcutta because I was studying engineering out of state in uh, New Delhi. Uh, and uh, it's the capital of India. And uh, so anyway, long story short, I came back and I had to figure out my life. So I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll figure something out. So I joined a Dell call center, you know, 1-800 numbers. And uh, those were some good moments. Those are some hard moments, but uh, there's also a big learning experience. Every, every teachings that I, uh, every lessons, I feel like, you know, what is teaching me. And I had always been that guy because of my dad. He had a rough childhood, but he always survived and he always kind of did that. And uh, that attitude kind of, he like just really uh, stamped in me. And uh, so I did work in call center uh, at night uh, because of course uh, in the United States it, during the day, right? They would call Dell hardware support. And at the same time, I, start, I started doing like online course to get at least some sort of undergrad and then somehow get to an MBA or something like that. So during that time, a lot of my friends came to the United States to study. And a lot of them said, like, you know what, you can come here and uh, they would do, they would give you transfer credits. Like, okay. So I decided to uh, give SAT exam and got admitted, like got scholarship from nine universities out of 10 that applied. I ended up like coming to the United States. But the problem was I didn't have the money. And my mom basically sold her house. My mom is like, your dad was a teacher. I want you to go get it and finish your degree. Um, so I came here. Um, two suitcase, $200. That's all I had. And uh, slept on a friend's couches for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Um, and uh, started doing my engineering stuff. And uh, th there's another story to that. I'm not going to go into that, but it's, uh, I had to ask for more than more credit hours than they would normally allow only because I only had money for three semesters. Uh, and uh, all I did is just study and work, study and work. And long story short, in two and a half years, I finished my undergrad. In one and a half year, I finished my undergrad. Uh, 
like basically taking 29 credit hours, 26 credit hours, 24 credit hours. But the thing is, then I still didn't have the job. And uh, I couldn't go back to India because I had so much loan. And uh, if, if anyone knows about the con- dollar conversion, it's huge. And uh, so back in the day, I didn't have any options. So I had to figure out a way to stay in the United States to uh, make, you know, get, get a job here, at least for a few years, if not forever. And, and how much uh, of an investment did your mom make as well, having to sell her house and tell you to follow your dreams? That's my, just my mom, beautiful. my mom basically sold her house and uh, went and started living in a, apartment uh you know two-bedroom apartment uh, in a rent and uh and it's uh it's the conviction and I, I i used to say that like i'm a self-made man but now i think at 39 and uh really looking back at my life i'm saying like community is the key uh, no one's a self-made man we are born as human we are always uh, together no matter what so if anyone is saying they're self-made man they're forgetting that there are always pieces to us that helps us so even now like i'm talking to you on a zoom call all this technology is built by someone else. So not nothing, no, nothing we are doing at, in this world is by ourselves. There's something, always something. We all connected so somehow. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, that sacrifice is huge. I mean, like that's a big, big, big sacrifice. Otherwise I wouldn't be here and sitting and talking to you, but uh, long, you know, going back. And uh, so I had no idea uh, how to uh, stay in the United States because I was finishing my degrees. And luckily for me, uh, in, in my undergrad, uh, we had to do a project. Uh, we call it senior project. And it's a six member team. And the project we chose, the team basically, we had to build a moon rover. And uh, it's just a basic uh, engineering stuff from design to concept and go and take it to NASA in Hansville, Alabama, in the United States and race it. So my design won the best design award in 2007 uh, all over the United States. And by the time I was driving back, I got a call from the Dean of Engineering, like, would you be? Uh, willing to pursue master's degree with full scholarship. I'm like, of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. What, 100%. Yes, 100%. I would say Thank you. <laughs> so that changed the trajectory of my life. And after that, it's, it had been much, much smooth sailing because after that, it, it, there were still trials and tribulations. But uh, but overall, like, you know, I kind of got in the path and that changed my life. The reason I tell the story is because a lot of people think that, uh end of the road is there we always think sometimes that this is it when we are going through the valleys but if we really start looking up there's always ways to the peaks and we just need to start following those and following our intuitions uh fast forward um 2017 my son was born december 22nd and i was already in a very rocky marriage and uh the first time he called me dad Dada, um, I was drunk. I was drunk uh, because I was coping uh, all this. No one's going to listen to me. No one was listening. My friends were like, I was like, hey, you know, let's let's meet up. I'm really going through some hard times. Yeah, I want to get some advice. Oh, man up. Just just drink up, you know, or let's go for a drink. I'm like, that's the last thing I need to drink right now. Um, so this is what happens. I mean, when you, when you, when everyone is keep telling you man up, man up, man up, and boys and young men are getting confused and they find friends in drugs and alcohol, porn, any sort of things that will numb and that will distract their pain. And uh, my son was six months old and I was changing him one day. And suddenly I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Little did I know that all the trauma that I have suppressed 
from when I was sexually abused in India when I was six years old. And it all came back. And that's when I decided that something needs to change because I had the intellect, I had the resources to go to a therapist, to seek counseling, to see life coaches. I had been a self-improvement nerd for 12 years, 14 years with Tony Robbins, Les Browns. So I mean, you asked me, I had done pretty much everything. Walked on fire on Unleash the Power Within, Date with Destiny, every everything. But if that could have happened to me after following all this, there are men, there are boys, there are dads who are confused. There are different aspects to it. One is their boys and young men. They're already confused because their peers and support groups, it's in the school, a defining definition of being a man, completely different. We are taking all these emotions, human emotions, crying, tears, feelings, love, and putting in gender buckets. Men should not cry. Boys should not cry. Women, girls, is okay to cry. It's our human emotions. Don't make it gender emotions, right? These are the, this is my problem. I mean, this, I'm like, why is it no one's talking about it? And here we are getting constantly devalued and no one's speaking up. And this is where you see like every nine minutes, there's a sexual abuse to a kid. And the thing is, how many are boys and how many are reported? So that's a huge thing because this plays a big role because no one speaks up. I didn't speak up. I was emotionally abused in past relationship. I didn't speak up. I'm like, who will believe me outside? I'm a strong guy. Like I'm a lead engineer from a reputed engineering uh, company in Michigan. You know, like I speak well, I go out, I do things like who will believe me that I'm emotionally abused. The gender roles. And again, don't get me wrong. They're both sides of the story and people get confused. It's men or women. And I'm like, take the or and put it and it's men and women. We have to all fit in that puzzle piece together. And that's where the big pieces lie. Because if you don't want to work and if you don't want to save your boys and confused men, that's how they get into domestic violence, addiction, suicide, mass shootings, uh, then, uh, you know, teen suicide is high. Like you just name it everything, absent fathers, because they also don't know how to express their emotions because they're not getting it from their father. So fortunately I had that. Mm -hmm. So all of this plays such a big role as a society. We are just forgetting that. And that's where all the mission came from. Like, I want to raise a platform. I want to create a soundboard for men and women and really bring into attention that what this can do to our society, because I have a son, I have a right to do. Uh, right to leave some sort of legacy for him and I don't want him to go through this path that I went through and so many boys and young men are going through and especially first time dads I felt it I felt jealousy I mean I was jealous I'm like first six months we have no roles no one teaches us that you take a dad class to understand how to change diapers how to change that as a dad but there's a human aspect of being a dad because for the first six months, babies don't care about the dads. They all they are there to survive and nourish. And rightfully so, they go to their mom. So there is a big confusion as first-time dads, like, what's my role? And I'm not talking about me. I talked to so many people so far in the last two years. And I'm like, wow, I mean, this is real. And no one is educating the dads that it's okay. Just that's your role to play. You're time will come. Every parent has their specific roles and time. And now I'm having a blast with my soon to be three-year-old kid. 
So that's why this mission started. That's why I'm writing the book. I'm about to finish my book, Man Up, uh, a different take for different era. And uh, my foundation just got uh, 501c3 status pending, but just got approved by the state of Michigan. So from 2021, I'm planning to do a lot of um, on in the ground level work with uh, boys and men that don't have resources uh, to create personal growth for them. Because that's one thing I'm, I'm feeling that as a society, we're lacking. And personal development, when we grow up, Brendan Rashad, all these life coaches, every one of us are doing good. And we also learn when we are adults. But why aren't we teaching all this in school? We should be teaching them in grade levels. We should be teaching act of kindness every day. We should be teaching. I, I, I do this thing with my son that every night he goes to bed. One thing you like about today. One thing you don't like about today. One thing you're grateful for today. One thing you're looking forward to tomorrow. And uh, that can be simple as like, as he said yesterday, I don't, I didn't like that. I couldn't take my toy truck in the bathtub. That's okay. And then I tell him why, because it has electronics in it. It will go bad and he will cry. He will not feel grateful next day. So and exactly, Rich, I mean, this should be taught in school. This is human basics 101, really, isn't it? Right. How to, you know, give unto others, how to appreciate people, how to be grateful for what you've got um, and how to actually just be a good human, regardless of whether you're man or woman or what your background is. It's just good human basics. And it should so definitely, I, I agree so much that this should be taught at a school level. You know, just right. to have that appreciation for fellow fellow humans, it, it is missing. It's lacking. Yeah. And there is a big and, gap. And it's people like you that are filling that gap. You know, I, I think like lo- the reason why is we have fought as a society for everyone's rights. And rightfully so. That fight for women to take to go hand in hand with men was needed, is still needed in several parts of the world, but at the same time, the fight for men to emotionally be available, emotionally be in tune, we won't be the same. We all are different. And I understand that scientifically. And guys, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical professional. I'm just a human being, just talking from my experience and really connecting from heart space. That's all I'm doing at this point, because that's all we are at this point. If we take all the labels, if you take my name, if you take Tracy's name, that's all we are. At the end of the day, we're all human. Yes, we all have our anger. We all have our issues. We all have to survive. But deep down, we all have the right attitude, like being good. The problem is we just let our mind take over more than our heart every day. So I just want to keep doing that. That's what, that's what my mission is. That's what I'm teaching my son. And uh, the journal, the same thing I'm doing right now with my son, I'm actually finishing a journal like that. And it's a free I'm not trying to make any money for, I'm grateful. I have a very good job. This is not for money. This is, I mean, like, I just want to raise awareness. So that, that journal PDF would be available anytime in uh, end of this month or first week of January. And Tracy, I'm, I can send it to you. You can share that with your listeners. It's a free available, download it, do it with your kid. Cause I feel as parents, kids observe us, kids follow us, what you are doing, not what you're saying. I tell oh, them, 100%. you know, oh, don't, yes. don't tell your kid to get fit and you sit on the sideline and sip, sip on a Pepsi or a Coke. <laughs> your kid will eventually follow it. Don't, don't, don't tell your kid to get fit, be fit. Don't tell your kid to listen, 
listen. You know, that's a huge thing. Another thing that we are missing as parents, we're just basically, especially in South Asian, Asian culture that I was raised in, in my parents and grandparents uh, era, that uh, you just have to listen. No questions asked. Mm. And I want to break that cycle. I'm like, no. No, because by the time I grew up, I had a hard time navigating certain situations that you could have taught me. So that's another thing I'm working on is um, that will be an, uh, an adventure playbook for dads. Specifically, the reason is women are more, moms are very good at this. They, they, they already have that emotional intelligence, like they work with it. But of course, the playbook can be used by parents too. So the playbook would consist of the stuff that I do at home, but at the same same time, I call it structured play. You're teaching it. For example, the other day, I was uh, he was helping me uh, making pancake batter. Very simple. You'd be like, what are you teaching him? And if you see my video, I count one, two. So now my son is not even three years old, but he can count to 50. Yeah. Simple things. You just kind of making it a play structure. At the same time, you're also helping him navigate certain things in life and Mm -hmm. structure situational awareness you walk around and i'm like okay what's that whose house is that he doesn't know whose house is this but i'm making him aware of his surroundings is so much needed i'm making him i'm like okay how many steps from my your footstep from my doorstep to the corner of the street the reason is if something happens if he lot at least he will know i'm a little too far because i tell him okay so that corner is 150 steps for you if you see that come back so small things you're teaching numbers it's a game and it's it's in a play structure what you're giving the child one it's bonding time with you because we men has this thing about like if i have to do something it has to be grandiose even for a relationship for our partner like no just a simple note before you go to work i love you is good enough that you're thinking you don't need to plan everything and we create all this like oh i don't have time okay Mm. same thing for kids i feel like for dads oh i'm working i'm doing this i'm doing that but if you just have it as a book and if you just mark it on your calendar on this date, we're going to do this adventure and it doesn't take much i think that's a wonderful idea because i think sometimes it's um it's generational as well because i'm in my mid-50s and i know growing up uh here my family uh, my parents uh, were very old school and it was um, you fall over, oh, get back up, you know, um, you, you know, harden up princess and things like that. So it was very much a, a cultural and it was very much a generational thing. Children should be seen and not heard. Um, so you grow up thinking you don't have a voice. Um, right. And then when you do have a voice, you're told to be quiet. Um, and then you're, you're, you're growing up in an era where, um, you know, the man goes to work, the woman looks after the house, and then all of a sudden you're a teenager and you're kind of challenging these roles. You're kind of like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I don't want to get married and have children. They're like, well, that's what you should be doing. It's like when you start to question and things like that. And I think the change in the last, say, 10 to 15 years you know, we're, we're seeing a lot more stay-at-home dads and we're seeing a lot more 
um, even grandparents dropping kids at school and things like that. But especially, Rish, I loved it when you touched on the point where um, they're little sponges. They just absorb everything, you know, and there's a lot of things. I've got seven grandchildren and there are a lot of things that you think they're not paying attention to and all of a sudden you look around and they're doing they're mimicking absolutely every single thing that you do so they pick up on the the littlest things and you know what the littlest things are the biggest things so I'm so glad that you touched on learning through play and um, creating awareness of your environment uh, it is so necessary, especially now with, with social media, especially uh, there's a lot of parents and, and dads and mums and, uh, and that, that uh, you know, I, I see people uh, walking with their kid with the pram with the phone. Uh, you know, we need to be aware of ourselves and teach our kids to be aware as well. Because right. if there's, like you said, if we're not paying attention to what we're doing, and we're saying something opposite. That's so many mixed signals, isn't it? So many mixed no. signals. And I, and I, I really want to touch base uh, for your listeners. One thing that just not the structured play. They're also watching your emotions. And as a man, what I do now is he is my accountability partner. I told him that. I sat him down. I'm like, okay, when Dada gets grumpy, you're gonna you call me out because there are times I'm like, Ugh. and he's like, Dada, are you grumpy? like yes and then now he also knows to call me out the reason it is you are taking one thing you are making it a play you are showing your kid that you are not perfect you're giving them the tools that it's okay otherwise what happens with men especially that keep it strong keep it together in front and of course they're suffering and all this depression and addiction that's a completely different scenario kids grow up and they start thinking, wow, my dad didn't, my dad was all put together. No, he, no, he wasn't. He just didn't show it to you. That's it. So now I want to make sure my son, our next generation is raised, knowing that these are human emotions. Don't try to hide it. Feel it. It's okay. Tell her, tell someone, excuse me, and just go take your time out. Go for a walk, you know? And I actually do that. I'm like, hey, yeah, Dada is not feeling well. Do you want to come with Dada for a walk? He's like, absolutely. Let's go. So we go for a walk. Um, and talking about electronics and social media, that's another thing I do. And everyone can touch base, do that too, is, and it, he's fun. He now, nowadays he thinks it's his work time. I'm like, okay, next one hour, we're going to work. Dada will be on his laptop and I, he has his Kindle tablets and he watches uh, Peppa the Pig and all that. <laughs> so I look at him. I'm like, are you working? Yes, I'm working. I'm like, okay. It's, it's a focused one. And after that, like when we go for a walk, sometimes we, I just keep the phone to take pictures, of course, uh, but I don't look at my phone because uh, I make it sure. I always teach him one thing. What's the intent? What's the purpose of something you're doing? Sometimes even I don't have the purpose and that's okay. But once you verbalize it, you can find a purpose. So no one's perfect. And that's one thing I want people to know, like life coaches, Tony Robbins, everyone, everyone probably wakes up and like, wow, they have got their life together. No, no, everyone struggles. <laughs> Every one of us have our doubts. Every one of us has our weakness. We just know how to channelize it, channel it into a different areas so that we come out on the other side. And specifically with your uh, amazing name of your podcast, Victim to Victory, 
that it's your choice which mentality or which side of the street you want to live on, right? Like it's basically, it's our choice. If you want to be a victim, you're really giving all the power to the rest of the world, your external influence to take control of your life. And 10 years, 15 years on your deathbed, you'll be like, wow. Every one of us have, are here for serving a purpose to shine a light. We have heard these in so many different ways, but when it comes down to doing it, we are not taking an action. And my thing is do a small thing. Just, just do something small and you will feel good. Anything. And I feel like doing something for others, it gives you that momentum. Pay for, some, pay for a coffee. Pay for a coffee for someone at a drive-thru. Even that will make you feel good. You know what I mean? So start doing something and you will see you all have a purpose. I know this, this whole movement, what's your why? What's your purpose? You, you don't need to have like a big purpose. Your purpose might be just be an amazing, amazing human being to your parents, to your neighbors, to your kids, to your friends. Your purpose can be an amazing friend who is always there to listen. So it doesn't have to be making a big impact for the world. You can just, your world can be very closed and very little, but that well inside that you can make a big impact. So I'm so glad that you touched on that as well, because um, we have a thing here where we do Wealth Wednesday and it's a random act uh, monetary to, to raise your, your, your money vibration. Uh, to give back to others, to pay it forward. And you can leave money in a nappy box. You can pay for somebody in the drive-thru. Uh, you can put some money into a depression book in a library. You know, a random monetary act where you don't get any recognition or reward or exchange or anything like that. And you get to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get yeah. to actually feel good. <laughs> so here's a funny thing. I have to say this. And this is a true story. I wanted to go on social media, but I didn't go uh, do it. And I still have the receipts. So literally two weeks ago, I, I quickly ran to get a Tim Hortons. We have a Tim Hortons here uh, to get a cup of coffee. And um, I pulled in as usual. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take large double, double. That's like large cup with like, you know, whatever, double sugar, double cream and whatnot. And so it's like, yeah, pull in. So I pulled over the, took my card out to pay. And the guy said like, oh, someone paid for it. I'm like, oh, cool. So I felt, I'm like, oh, I might, I felt really good about it. Like, wow, someone it's paying it forward. Like, I'm like, okay, I want to pay it forward. So my coffee was only $2, $2, whatever, right? So the reason I said is this is a funny thing. And then the guy's like, okay, yeah, uh, here's a coffee. I'm like, you know what? I want, just like that, I want to pay for who's behind me. And lady's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, why? It's like, uh, their bill is $11.37. And I remember exactly. And for a moment, I'm like, ouch. Um, and then there was a piece, I'm like, $2 versus $2. You know what I mean? Like that's just human brain immediately goes. Our brain takes over, right? That's our programming, like, isn't it? That's like, the... And initially there was a point I was like, I was initially, uh, there was a point I was like, eh, nah, I'll try it again. I'm like, no. Commitment is commitment. So I did it. And then after that, I felt so good. Not that I paid $11 for someone meal, but that I can override that program in our brain then I have to get, I have to give. Because that's where, you know, in social media, I, I read this quote and I, uh, I hope I can say it right, that even if someone gives you $10, remember that $10 might be all they have versus someone's giving you $10, but that $10 is nothing, a drop in the bucket for them, right? Mm -hmm. So who knows that $2 that guy pay or whoever paid for my coffee, that's all they had. 
That's and it. I'm, again, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have, I have good fortune and I'm, I'm grateful for my job. So that's all I'm trying to say. You don't have to match everything. You don't have to, uh, and, and especially in this today's culture, uh, uh, that we have to give similar, otherwise I'll be looked down upon. It's very prevalent in Indian culture. I know that growing up, like gift giving. And uh, so just don't th- just talking about Wealth Wednesday, it, it can mm. be even small stuff. Don't just doing stuff for others. That's itself is big. Oh, 100%. And just going back, if you don't mind, you said something sure. about uh, with, with with your son where he's actually working. I really love that. I could just picture a father and his son sitting there and you're working. So it's all about ethics and morals and core values as well. So it's yeah. um, a lot of the the men that, that I know are very blokey bloke and I don't think I've ever seen them cry or show their emotions or anything like that so the next generation that's coming through just to be able to encourage especially little boys you know to be in touch with their emotions and it's okay to be grumpy it's okay to cry Um, it's not a gender you know it's not emotions aren't attached to a gender it's a human thing and I loved how you're instilling those core values as well Um, I was trying to find a picture I took a picture of him working it was so funny he was like and I'm like you okay and he will turn around he's like I'm busy I'm like okay (laughs) Sure. And he was he was um, uh, there was a game on Amazon Kindle, Peppa the Pig, and it's an interactive game. You can actually help Peppa the Pig make a cake and put it in a tray and bake and serve and all that. So um, it's just so fascinating as a dad to see your son. Uh, And you are also like, I love these interactive games. I used to be a very big proponent of like I'm still at spend outside than screen time. I'm, like, I'm still that guy because I'm a CrossFitter. I like to do hiking. I want to instill all those values in him. And, but recently what I realized, like if you use screen time rightly, you are also teaching him a lot of things. Uh, like that making a cake, right? It's nothing. I'm not expecting my kid to be a chef. Even if he does, I'll be amazed. I mean, like, good for him. But what you're really teaching him to have that focus for an hour. That mm-hmm. we said, like, for an hour, and as you said, instilling the value, for an hour, I'm going to I'm gonna be focusing on my work. Yeah. And he's understanding it. And he's, likely he's trying to mimic me. And that's fine. That's exactly what, what the point is. You got to show by doing the, that they can learn by doing. Well, and then after an hour done a child up until the age of seven I think it is has already Mm. programmed what they're going to be like for the rest of their life and then most people spend the rest of their lives trying to rewire themselves (laughs) yes yes so I I it's so when you were saying I was like trying to look for the picture but it's amazing just to see that see a kid trying to be like their parents it can be mom and helping with dishes and all and my kid is very much uh he's again as i said like december 22nd he will turn three and uh he helps me clean up his toys um he helps me clean up his i mean like the first thing i do is make my bed 
Uh, he helps me. So if I make my bed, he's like, okay, now help me with my blanket. So this just it's small stuff. And one last thing I do want to say, the reason I brought it up is because I faced it. That, ah, it's your day, it's your school day. Come on, I don't have time for this. Let's go. The I That's the first thing that comes to you, right? Because you're getting late. Mm. But if you just take a step back, what's going to happen if they're like 10 minutes late? Yeah. But in that 10 minutes, you also are teaching your kid if he's willing, if he's that interested in mimicking you and help asking you to fold his blanket with him, do it. Take that extra 10 minutes. It's okay. That 10 minutes is not going to do anything in your life. I can guarantee you that we all create all this narrative in our head. Oh my God, I'll lose 10 minutes. And it still happens to me. It's not, it, it doesn't go away. But mm-hmm. I now actually override it that. Yes. And that's why I do another thing called yesterday that mm-hmm. one day, everything he says is a yes. And that's kind of like uh, scary for a lot of people. And of course, uh, rightfully so. And I tell people that, you know, you can actually create more boundaries like, okay, uh, anything regarding art and creativity today, whatever you say is yes. So that means if you want to go to a museum, if you want to do something. Uh, but for my son, I just started a yes. It's like anything you say today is a yes, because it's not about him. It's also about me getting out of my comfort zone and really be doing stuff with him. I love that. And, and you're, 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 uh, teaching yourself all these dad things that you're passing on to other dads as well and yes you're not kind of going I know it all I've I've manned up you know um or anything like that you're teaching yourself and you're kind of almost linking arms with your son and yes. growing together and that's what it's all about that's so wonderful Rich. that's I, I tell people he saved me and uh, I'm just every day I wake up and I really mean it in my heart, deep in my heart. Every day I wake up and I te- teach him every day uh, that uh, you wake up every day and just say thank you, heart, that another day to be grateful for. And uh, every day you learn new. Every day you wake up, clean slate. Every day you wake up, you didn't know anything. You don't know anything. If that's the way, that's that's how, if we just keep wiring that our brain like that, we will learn so much uh, instead of just I know it all that's when all the ego, that's the ego talking, right? So our ego is there for a reason. Yes, use it for right reason, but uh, don't let that come into your uh, being human and uh, being a parent and uh, connecting with your kids and other people. So, and, and how wonderful for your wife and that as well, you know, to be able to see, you know, all of those emotions and the family coming together and, um, you know, to be able to move forward knowing that the next legacy that's going to be built on relationships and feelings and the and being aware of the surroundings. So that I is do, definitely I, leaving a legacy. I am a single dad, just to clarify. I did uh, get out of the rocky marriage uh, only because I'm a big believer on, and um, uh, we are still co-parenting well. I'm a big believer on you don't have to stay in a, a, a relationship if it's, uh, not good if it's toxic uh, because you're again what you're doing your kids gonna see it uh, yeah. I rather have my kids see two happy individuals raising him as parents than two happy individuals two miserable individuals living under the same roof just in the name of marriage so that's, that's um, my big thing I do have a partner I do have a girlfriend now she has two kids and uh, again I mean we are dating for five months uh, so we'll see where it goes but uh, absolutely I mean it's, it's a very very needed uh, if you are happily married, I encourage you to do all this together, all of this. And uh, 
And if you're not, if you're single, and it's okay, it's okay to spend time with your kids for a while. I mean, you will be amazed at uh, how you can get back to your inner child. You know, give back to your inner child. Fantastic! I like huge, that. You know? I like that saying. Because give back to your we, inner child. I I wrote in my book, and again, I said like I'm finishing on my book. The rough draft is almost done, and in one of the thing I said that um, we we are as men, uh, we have caged we have locked up our inner boys inside it's there it's in yearning it's yelling to come out we just lock them up and the easiest way i can give examples to people so that they can understand if you want financial advice who would you go to a financial advisor if you want anything to do with your health or medical you go to a doctor if you want to find your inner child spend time with your child or with your, with kid volunteer if you don't have a kid and go and volunteer on organizations because there are kids trust me they can need help they need help and once you spend time with them you will start seeing your inner child will start coming out that's wonderful and what kind of message would you like to leave our audience on today, Rish? Because you've shared so much valuable information, so many golden nuggets. I love the idea behind showing emotions as a father and leaving a legacy and to be able to be aware of your surroundings. No more man up, throw like a girl or anything like that. Let's get rid of those kind of sayings because it's also educating women that if their man does cry, or their man isn't coping, that's okay to not be okay as well. So a lot of education for women as well to get rid of that stereotype that they've probably grown up with as well, where they Mm -hmm. have to be the man of the house. Um, Because I think those days we've still got a long way to go, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but it's about education, educating women that it's okay for their man if their man's not okay. And if Mm -hmm. boys aren't okay or if they cry, that is okay. So I yeah. love that message. I really do. And I'd love to do a part two with you six months down the track and um, <laughs> and see where you are with your book and, and everything like that. It's absolutely amazing. What kind of message would you like to leave the Victim to Victory audience on today, Rish? Um, to just uh, end, I would request everyone, you know, if you are at a lowest point in your life at this point, if you think there's no hopes, there's no path forward i always use this word reach out uh reach out to a book uh use there's books out there uh reach out to a tribe power of social media use it properly and uh don't try to do something that is not gonna help you that means you know drinking uh anything addiction wise or even thinking about taking your own life because i feel like there's one thing that we always miss the big point is every moment in our life is teaching us is good or bad. And Tony Robbins talks about, we all like surprises. It's just, we don't like when it comes with bad surprise. So I just think like that and I just laugh at it and I just like, okay, so what is this moment teaching me and where will I be a year down the line? And uh, always remember that there's always tomorrow and someone else is always, always looking forward to your smile, no matter what. So always look for that tribe, look for a community and express your emotions. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to uh, pretend everything is fine. If you, are, if you feel like angry, 
be angry, write it down. If you feel like crying, cry. Find Again, find that right community is so important. I keep saying it because there are people who had been through what you had been through. And so reach out and they will, f- there are communities to help you. That's, that's the end uh, message I'm trying to get to is that you are not alone. Listen to podcasts like this and listen to uh, communities where they have already gone through these sufferings and trials and tribulations and came out on the other side with victory and triumph. So don't think this is your end. And uh, I always say one thing that uh, if it's not all right, it's not the end. So always remember that. Uh, So keep going wherever you are, because it's just to the peak, you have to go through the valleys. There's, there's nothing. You cannot have peaks all the time. There's always valleys and peaks. So just because in the valley right now doesn't mean the peak is not coming. You might turn around one corner and you, you'll see there's a way out. So always look out for those and don't feel that you were all alone. There are people, we are all human beings and we live by society. So I am rooting for you. Much love and really, really, really reach out anytime you want. And uh, I'm, I have an open book and I would definitely... Uh, give a listening ears oh i love that message rish uh rish is the change that the world needs to see he's overcome a a lot of obstacles and he has persevered he is helping others he's giving a hand up instead of a push down he's all about leaving a legacy the peaks and valleys you know i love that um analogy so thank you very much for being brave, for sharing your story and going on to leave an, a legacy. I'm very, very grateful for your time today. I know it's very early in Michigan there. Uh, <laughs> you're, very, you're very, very appreciated. And you can find the Victim to Victory podcast on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you got value from today, please subscribe, share and comment and we'll be passing Rish's link out so you can connect with him if this has really resonated with you today and I'd like to leave you with a message of step into your story figure out who you are and do it on purpose thank you very much